You're in tune to the Underrated Dudes Podcast featuring DJ Sean Blue, Big Al, and Claude Deuce. Yo, yo, this is Claude Deuce. Yo, yo, what up? Sean Blue, Six Mill. The Big Al Easy, baby. Look, we're talking about streaming, the effect it's had on the industry, the effect it's had on us individually. We're talking about it all right here on the Underrated Dudes Podcast cast al kick us off bro man look here's the thing bro so all right it, it, unless you're under a rock you're saying you know if you listen to this podcast that i got a single drop maybe you don't know so let me just tell you my birthday is september the 1st and i'm dropping a single on that day the single is called ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. i'm just walking in the blessing zone This is such a unique time, man, because I've actually dropped singles before. I mean, of course, as an artist, I've dropped projects. Like, my first project, bro, I dropped in 2004. You know what I'm saying? And so, to see the state of the industry 20 years later. Now, I'm going to be honest and saying that I'm watching, at the same time that I'm dropping this single, I'm watching Kirk Franklin's Masterclass on Instagram. Right. For the drop of his song that's coming out, you know, really soon as well. So uh, we, it may be out by the time this airs or not. But it's just like I'm watching his like his whole, you know, saying like the way that they are wetting the appetites of people like this new single is going to be crazy. And so I've been, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, doing my thing on an independent level, trying to, you know, make some noise and everything like that. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, what it what it was and what it could have been. 20 years ago when I dropped a single to what it is now is like extremely different and difficult. This same song that I'm dropping uh, on September 1st, I could have dropped this song 20 years ago. I could have gotten it pressed up as a single. Right. And that's, right. that's what, that's right. what we right. would have done 20 right. years ago. I would have gotten this, you know what I'm saying? Burnt on a CD. You feel me? Right. Like I would have got it burnt on a CD and I could have sold that CD for $5. Yeah. For the one song, just being honest, facts five dollars <laughs> for the one song, right? And I promise you, around here in my hometown, I could sell hundreds yeah. of that five dollar song. Now, in the streaming world, <laughs> that that song is only ninety nine cents. Now, I could I could feel. High, you know, I can feel high and mighty be like, no, nah, y'all gonna pay a dollar twenty-nine cent for this one. You feel me? <laughs> or or I could be even more afraid and say, pay 69 cents, please. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, that kind of thing. But it's like the way that this thing runs now, and when it comes to streaming, you know, like on Spotify, I use them for example. Mm-hmm. On Spotify, bro, like it's literally it takes you 250 streams to get a dollar yep yeah and so and so if it takes 250 streams to get a dollar when those guys and gals that i even some i even know personally who you know they posted they got a million streams on a song or or an album like Mm -hmm. that comes out to like four racks you feel me so it's like i wish (laughs) y'all love me enough (laughs) Man. To stream my song a million times. Right. But if I could be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I think we'll de- delve into that a little bit more tonight. I feel like I was, I'm just 
on the outside. My generation or the people who support me are just on the outside of that streaming thing. Yep. Like they still ask, hey, you got a CD? And it's like, you don't even have a CD player. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> so why don't you just like, you know, get it on your phone? But it's so difficult, man, because I really, I, bro, I've not had a song do well at all. Me neither. Streaming wise. Al, pause yeah. right there. Now, you mentioned about you would press up CDs. About, yes, sir. And it was like $5 you would charge for that single, right? Right. So by average, being that you're independent artist, about how many CDs would you, just off the just off the rip, you would press up? Just, oh, a thousand. thousand CDs. $5. $5. Out there, just like that, right? Just like that. I miss those days. Good I day. miss them too. <laughs> you feel day. me? Like I miss them too. And that was hand to hand too, bro. Out the truck, yeah. out the book yeah. bag. You know, you at yeah. the gig, you know what I'm saying? You do your set, boom, boom, boom. People like, yo, yo, I'm loving it. Hey, how much? Five dollars, boom, boom, boom. This right here, being a, I'm a DJ, you know, I, I, I'm listening and I'm seeing how this thing is going. But man, for you artists out there, man, I'm and I'm scratching my head, even in doing my research and looking at these numbers, man, what it takes for y'all to generate a certain amount of revenue, man. It's like, wow. So you even mentioned about the difficult. What are some of the things that's been really difficult now that you've been experiencing, you know, since you've been putting out music, you know, streaming? What what are some of the difficult things? Well, I mean, you know, and Clark can chime in on this too as well, but it's like Bro, the, the the difficulty is really, man, uh, again, not amassing the amount of listeners who really fool with, you know what I'm saying, like streaming like that. Because let, let me be honest. Let me be honest. Okay. This, this is an underrated dude's podcast. We keep it a buck. You feel it me? is. Yeah. So, so here we go. My audience, which is most churchgoers, mm-hmm. most churchgoers stream YouTube. Yep. YouTube is by far the worst thing that you can choose to listen to my music on. But what happens is the majority of our audience, especially, you know, since just being honest, churchgoers, like free is like, you know, the Lord set us free. So everything should be free. (laughs) So in their minds, it's like, I don't need an account to listen to YouTube. I can listen to YouTube and stream your music for free. Yes, but the fraction of a penny that I get from you listening to it on YouTube is trash. Like, you would have to listen to that song over and over and over and over on YouTube for a month, like, without changing for me to probably make a dollar. Yeah, and I think YouTube is like point zero zero eight. Point zero zero eight. Well, that's a fraction of a penny, though. <laughs> right. That's like when we start like when we start taking fractions of pennies, son. You feel me? Like it's it's insane, bro. And that this is what it is. It's like, you know, so a lot of the times, you know what I'm saying, people won't pay for the Apple music subscriptions or the Spotify subscriptions or the title subscriptions, you know what I'm saying, to actually stream the music. And then if they do, they're not going to just lock in and stream mine. You know what I'm saying? It's probably, you know, a good faithful 20 out there who will be like, man, every time Big Al drop them on it. But beyond that, it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But of that 20, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the gap, you talk about $5 CDs. I could have given that 20, like 
they would have bought probably 10 a piece. Right after. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they bought 10 a piece, like of this of the five. But they just five dollars, give me 10 of them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, bro, the the difficulty is, you know what I'm saying, just the the people who really, really ride with me are not really, really, you know what I'm saying, like locked in to streaming services like that beyond YouTube. Right. Even what you just mentioned there, Al, even you could chime in too, um, Deuce. I noticed, especially like when you guys would do a set, artists would do a set, whether it's at a church, festival, whatever, and just you kill the set right after you might have had a booth or something, you chilling, and people are coming up to you like, hey, do you have any product on you? Do you have a CD on you? Whatever. You're like, yeah, yeah, right here. And people are coming up to you at the, after that moment of your performance, and you're able to, yeah, $5, boom, 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 right there. But seems like now after you do your set, you finish, uh, do you have any product? Yeah, go to my uh, streaming platform. But see, it's a time frame of out of sight, out of mind. If they can't get the product right then and there, people will forget. But the thing is, though, Blue, is this right here. The people who ask that, again, are those people who've been rocking with me since 2004 yep. right the people that have come along mm-hmm. a part of the journey and i'll just go back to 2020 my you know what I'm saying my my pandemic my pandemic following and beyond it's like those people they say this hey bro you on spotify you know what i'm saying like that <laughs> like that's that like you know what i'm saying they're not they're not sitting there like do you have a product they're right. like are you on spotify are your okay. Apple Music is like yes, and so you give them that, and bro, like just being honest, they'll go click on it, like oh man, cool, this is dope, and they'll do that. But it's like that's it, like you know what I'm saying. I don't know if they listen to it. I don't, and it's like you know, at the at the end of the day, it's like I mean, or at the start of the day, back in the day, it's like if I gave them the CD, I knew right then, like even the transaction extent. took place it's right like, then, and then. They, like 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 the boy said on straight out of Compton when they were. <laughs> when they were d- destroying all the CD, and Ez was like, "I don't care." I they got the money. Them rappers, you feel me? <laughs> like you know, at the end of the day, it's like you know, if you ain't listen to it or not, it's like you know, what I'm saying? like, "Hey, you bought it." You know what right, right, but right. Now, you know, what I'm saying it's almost like I'm like, "Hey, will you please, will you please listen to it and just tell your friends and your mom and your dad and your dog?" Like you know, right. what I'm saying like you try to get anybody to listen to it. You feel okay, me? Question for bo- both of y'all can answer this now. What is normally the payouts? How is is that like every quarter or is that a monthly thing when it comes to the streaming platforms that they pay? It's like monthly. So I I um I use DistroKid every month. Um I forget the, the time of month, but I think it's based on the release the okay. release date. But usually like you can after your release date, you can go back like a month later and they'll give you, I guess, what you did in your first month, they'll pay you in the little bank option. And then you can slide it over to, you know, your PayPal or to your bank of choice. And then, you know, you got your tune cores and you got some of your others out there as well. But I believe DistroKid is like a month now or either it's every other month. Oh, okay. 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 Now, Al mentioned about just, we were just, he just mentioned like even YouTube and I was just looking, man. And t- in order to get a thousand dollars, you got to get 125,000 streams. Views. And these are and these are like these are like authentic views, bro. Yeah. Like this ain't this ain't you playing the song hundred and five thousand times. 
Right. Because if that was the case, Playboy, I would leave. I, I, would, I would go to sleep with my music <laughs> on repeat every day. Like, I know, right? Run me my coin. You feel me? Nah, yeah. this is like legitimately 125,000 oh. people or views. You know what I'm saying? That is insane, bro. Because bro, I crazy. tell y'all, so again, this is an underrated dudes podcast. I'm just gonna keep it a bean. I I got I got some 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 people. There are some guys who, man, they they from this area, as their careers were starting, I, you know what I'm saying, shared the the small platform that the Lord blessed me with here in, in the area. And they've gone on and they are part of that generation that is like Spotify crazy, like Spotify, Apple Music crazy. And those three guys, Aha Gazelle, Star Ringo, and Maymay, who goes by Cujo now. Now, let me tell you something. I literally was talking to Cujo last week, and he was like, his last album just hit three million streams. Jesus. And I was like, dang. Like, I was like, are you for real? Like, in my mind, I was like, three million. He was like, so I got, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell, like, he was talking to me about some business and, like, an opportunity he had. And he was, like, trying to tell them, like, you know what I'm saying? He's got people that are paying attention to him. So he's like, my last Cujo 2 got 3 million streams. 3 million. And then AHA Gazelle, every time AHA drops, it's at least a million streams. At uh. least. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm just sitting here like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's beautiful to watch, but it's mm -hmm. like, man, I am touching none of those numbers. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm being 100% honest with you, bro. I decided to do a withdrawal. What Claude was talking about through Distro Kid, I did a withdrawal at the beginning of 2022 when I when I decided to leave uh, my last place of employment and just start doing ministry full time. I did a withdrawal, and I withdrew and left five dollars in. Right? <laughs> I logged into Distro Kid. A few days ago, because I was uploading the new single, and I just decided to check the bank <laughs> from la from last year in February of 2022 to August of 2023, I made $25 in streaming. <laughs> <laughs> $25. So when people be like, man, I listen to your music all, all the time, I'm like, quit lying. You are lying. Somebody's lying to me. You can't tell me. You listen to my music all the time, and I made $25. So the numbers don't lie, right? <laughs> Bro, the number, the math ain't math. You feel me? Like, hey. look, y'all got, like, got to keep it a being with your boy. Like, if you don't listen to it, I think it's all good. But, man, I try to tell people, boy, if it wasn't for my shows, the mm -hmm. thing about AHA, Cujo, and, and Star Ringo, is bro that those sales keep them really 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 afloat because they don't do as many shows as I do. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, and it's 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 such a weird trade off because so I know in their minds they probably think, man, if I had as many shows as Al, I would be out here eating. And in my mind, I'd be like, if I had the streaming numbers that they got, I would be out here eating. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's right. like, it's so weird, bro. I don't understand. So what's been keeping me afloat is like 
being in front of people. But as far as just like the streams, bro, if I was required, if if I was trying to fish out of the streams, I'm a dead dog. You feel me? Like, hey, nothing in the streams for the kid. You know what I'm saying? Now, <laughs> prayerfully, maybe that thing will turn around now. Maybe it'll turn around. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? This new single will just like boom, boom, boom and start something that hasn't started yet. But as of now, man, just keeping the bean with you, your boy just be out here like, why am I doing this to myself? Just being <laughs> honest, those are the questions that I pose to myself like, bro, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Right. I know what I'm called to do. I know it's like it's in me and it's like I can't stop. Like I'm just like I can't stop giving the people who support me new music but at the same time it's like bro to what like to what end? Because it's like bro this is like I'm spending way more money than I'm getting back. And the IRS looks at when you do that with the IRS they look at it like it's a hobby. Like there's not no job. Like it's <laughs> right. a hobby, you feel me? And so yeah. it's it's really tough, man. So you basically making more of your income doing shows. Oh yeah, man. Like like doing like doing music events and doing speaking events. That's where, well, of course, that's where all my money comes from now. Right, right. But I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? As far as the music goes, bro, that's that that right there is my bread and butter. But then at the same time, that's where I know my gift lies. Cause it's like I remember having a conversation with one of the executives with, with the Tom Joyner Cruz years ago. Mm-hmm. And man, there was one time in 2012 that I thought some stuff was about to pop because I had a phone conversation with Mac Main from Young Money and all this kind of stuff. And it would just yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. And then all of a sudden, everything got silent for months. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, you know, so I finally ended up talking to that executive again. And he was like, man, out of thing is, people need to see you. He was like, they listen to the music and they be like, oh, that's cool. That's what's up. Like, dude, nice. He said, but it's something different when they see you. And I was like, exactly. So put me in the places where they can see me. You know what I'm saying? But like, none of that like really materialized. And it's like, man, it just, it just makes for a really, 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 you know what I'm saying? Weird life. Like I said in, in, you know, in our last podcast, it's like my time in this industry and in this profession and just in life has been super weird. I can't put my fingers on any of it. All I know is that it's all God breathed. That's all I know. Uh, so I can't, I can't do anything with it. So is it safe to say, and I, I'm even noticing this with across the board, even with uh, mainstream or, you know, whatever you want to put it, with artists doing multiple things around their music. Like you got Snoop, they got sketches now, you know, he's got the Corona thing. Um, you know, you see an artist do different things. So even just going back to you out, like when you do your shows, do you look to have like merchandise to kind of like go along with like, okay, you, you getting paid for doing your performance. Even you, even you deuce you get paid for your, you know, performing, but at the same time to add to, you know, what you're doing is like have merchandise, like Claude Deuce t-shirts, big out t-shirts, uh, you know, keychains that, you know, whatever type of merch, hats or whatever. You think that's something that can go along with what you're doing? Yeah, that de- definitely. But here's the thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just so, you know, just keep it at a bean again. The way that people look at life, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to anybody that has anything to do with gospel or the church, right. it, the thought process is what you do should be free of charge. Gotcha. But what everybody else does should make them money. 
So what happens is in order to get those T-shirts, bro, it costs money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got to invest a whole lot to get those T-shirts. So then what happens is even when I get them and then I try to sell them, it's like (laughs) if I don't sell them for a fraction of what I paid for them. Right. Then I'm not going to make any money. Like, I'm not going to sell any. But if I don't sell them to make a profit, I'm not going to make it. So it's so <laughs> weird, bro. Because, because like, you know, where we are right now, you know, take Andy Mineo. I went to a Reach Records uh, tour last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, bro, and, like, Andy Mineo T-shirts. The T-shirt, the short sleeve T-shirts, $50. A T-shirt. T-shirt. When you get into mainstream artists, their T-shirt, $80, $75. Now, you're sitting there and you're like, man, who's paying that? People are paying it. Yeah. At the Beyonce uh, tour that she's on now, people man. are paying money for the merchandise. Yep. But the thing is, she can charge that. She can charge $80 for Beyonce T-shirt. And some people are going to buy it. If yeah. Kirk Franklin fixes his eyes to charge $80 for a Try Love t-shirt, I promise you on my soul, he's not going to move many at all. Because again, that thing is just way different. So for me, just to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like the t-shirts, I, I can't even do like, if I'm going to do a t-shirt run, I can't do multiple colors. You know what I'm saying? I can't do multiple, like, I can only do so, so many sizes because it's going to cost me, right. like, hundreds to thousands of dollars to get them printed. And yeah. then, so, if I sit here and I spend, you know what I'm saying, $800 on some shirts, they're all going to either be black, they're, they're going to be one color, like, the t-shirts are going to be one color. And then, the black sizes can vary. And then, you know what I'm saying, like, if I decide to go with color, you know what I'm saying, like two two colors or something like that on the logo, and then if I can go front and back, like the more you do, the more it costs, the more it costs. And these people at these t-shirt printing companies are going to get their bread. Then the people who design the shirts are going to get their bread. So then I've spent literally $1,500 for 90 shirts. And so I said, okay, so if I go out here and I sell these shirts for $10, Man, no. That's 900 bucks. I spent 1500. Right. And I and I sell them for 10. So then if I say okay, well I'm going to sell them for 20. So that's 1800. But that's only a $300 profit and then to be honest, it's going to be difficult to move the 90. Yeah. Because it's so hard to to decide like how many smalls am I going to order? How many mediums? How many extra Cause I'm a big boy, so I know the church is full of some big people <laughs> and full of some people that don't know how what they sizes are. So as soon as you sit here and say, "Well, I'm gonna get 24 uh, extra larges and 12," you know, second you order them in the dozens, so I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get 24 extra larges. I'm gonna get 12 smalls. Nah. I'm getting then like everybody at church is like three X and above, like me, and you sitting there like, okay, I can get like three of them. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, everybody looking at you and it's like, but everybody at the church, like 2X and up, you're like, man, all I got is extra large and small. Like, it's tough, bro. It's, I'm the extra large package, bro. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, uh, 
So is it safe to say gospel? Nah, I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you, you, it's T U D, man. Come on, say it, baby. <laughs> Come on. You don't make money off of gospel. You don't make money in gospel music. Listen. Just yeah, help me out. I mean, Tony I mean, said I, it. Tony said it, man. Mm-hmm. There ain't no money singing gospel. That's right. true. Is no money. Exactly. Like you got to do this for the love. You got to do this for the love, man. I mean, of course, there there are moments, there are things that can happen that will prosper you. You'll see some financial gain. But if you get in this game, the gospel game, that is, to make money, you're stepping wrong from the start. Like that should not be your motive. <laughs> you should not be doing gospel to make money. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying you can't. Right, there's right. Some people that can mm-hmm. and that do, but that should not be the the motive. I just want to put something out there real quick, man. Um, something that y'all were talking about a while back. First person I saw do this was this artist named Jay. Y'all know Jay. Yeah. Jay had download cards. I don't know if you remember that, Al. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Well, yeah. I got I, I still got 200 of them. So open that. Like, yeah, DJ Lace. DJ Lace used to, used to put his mixtapes on those. Yo, Jay was moving download cards, though. And see, to me, you know, that's still, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to try that, you know, next time. I Because, see, I don't really get booked like that. But the next time I go out to do, you know, a Claude Deuce event or whatever, I think I'm going to take some download cards and like, you know, people will buy that just like they would our CDs back in the day. And then that card has a code on it or whatever, and they can go to their favorite music streaming platform and download what it is that they bought, you know, on the card. I may try that because that that way we walk away with money in hand. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, that's, that's not a bad idea. But when, when I tell you I, I did it all like I did that, like right now I got the QR code. Um. I, I actually did the, uh, I don't know if you remember, like, there was one time where we could, like, personalize, like, buy and personalize jump drives. Yep. I did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, when my yeah. album was on a jump drive. Yeah. And all you had to do was buy the jump drive for mm-hmm. me, and you could, you know, to have the album. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've been current. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've stayed current with that. And, you know what I'm saying, to echo a point that you have, and I want to make sure that our listeners know this, clearly we're not in this for the money. Because right. again, as I right. said, you know, if I'm looking at it from a financial standpoint, it doesn't even make sense for me to be trying to release a song, you know, saying in, in a week or so. It doesn't make sense financially, but I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And it's like, I just can't stop. So it's like, you know, and, and then like I, I, I had this conversation with someone else recently about like what's so crazy about the way that the Lord has always ordered my steps because not only have I been in ministry and in the gospel music industry and the CHH music industry for years, but I also was an educator. Nothing about anything that I've done has been in fields that would generate you extreme amounts of money. Of course, there are some anomalies that come along, like Claude was saying, in the gospel music industry in the church, even in the, in the halls of academia, that will make a boatload of money. But to be honest, bro, me being a teacher, an educator, and then me being a preacher, me being a youth pastor at the time that I was doing that, me being, you know what I'm saying, a Christian hip-hop artist, me being, you know what I'm saying, a gospel artist, it's like none of these things. And I knew that going in, and I know what choice I made, you know what I'm saying, I decided 
to make Jesus my choice. Yeah. So I knew that there wasn't, you know, saying going to be like this. It, well, I mean, I didn't go in thinking like, oh, I'm going to get rich here. My thought was, you know, what I'm saying to not, you know, what I'm saying to to bless the the earth, store of riches in heaven. But you know, what I'm saying like the there's a thought always to want to live as comfortable as the next person, but right. understanding that you know just you know this comes with sacrifice because yeah. now again you know what I'm saying one of the things that I can I can I can say about my brother Claude for those of y'all who don't know Claude is super intelligent but a lot of people just you know what I'm saying like they they look at him and they're like oh my god he's a he's a great musician he's a great producer he's a great singer he's a great preacher but people don't realize like how intelligent he is and, and please understand this he doesn't have to do this. He could yeah. walk into some different field and make millions if he wanted to. There you know go. what I'm saying? And I and I and I yeah, man, no, this is real talk, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that. You know what I'm saying? It's like the conversations that we've had over the years. You know what I'm saying? Just like like the knowledge that Claude has, the ability that he has to retain information. I told him one time I was gonna uh I was gonna either preach a message or write like a pamphlet or something you know, said about musicians because he taught me something about not letting your, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. One day, I was sitting in a musician's pit at New Life, and I saw Claude. Like, listen to me, Sean. Sean back there running the sound, you feel me? I saw Claude with his left foot on the floorboard of the organ, his left hand on the organ, his right hand on his core keyboard, his right foot on the pedal, the sustain pedal for the cord, he was singing. And then every now and again would check a text message. At the yeah. same time, I was like, son of an octopus. I was like, what is that? I was like, how is he doing that? But I started really, I started looking at him. I was like, bro, his left hand. Can if he wants it to, but it's dire, it, it's super important that his left hand doesn't mimic his right hand. And I was like, a person whose brain works like that, and this is why you say, I like for a person to be in relationship, and we go, man, this coming, we coming with it on TV. But for a person to be in relationship with somebody whose brain operates like that and can remember. The 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 rhythm, the chord structure, the keys, and all that stuff. This guy is a freak of nature, and you have to understand that. Like, it's it's gonna take a lot to get his attention and keep his attention. But you have to understand that his mind is still gonna be a hundred other places because it's just how it is. It's just, yeah. and that's musicians. Period. That's artists. Period. It's like our minds are so many different places. You have no idea. So I say that to come back to me, bro. My degree is in pure mathematics. You know what I'm saying? Like if I really, if I really was him and was chasing, chasing the bag, as people say, like with a degree in pure mathematics, even though I haven't worked in my field since I graduated from college with it, except for, you know, my 13 year stint in education, bro, if I really wanted to just be like, man, I'm going to get out here and make some money. I could go and make some money, but you won't be I, happy. exactly. You won't I wouldn't be, be fulfilled right. because it's not, that's not why I'm here. 
Right, right. That's not my purpose. You know what I'm saying? And I realized that, you know what I'm saying, years ago when I graduated in college, it was like, bro, my idea and my reason for being here is to simply help people breathe. It's not to tell people, you know what I'm saying, prove to people Pythagoras theorem. Is it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not to do that. It's literally to help people breathe on this journey. And that's really what I'm here for. And, and I know that there, there may not be, you know what I'm saying? Like a huge amount of money attached to it, but my God, you know what I'm saying? There's a huge calling attached to it. There's a, a, a boatload of sacrifice. And, and, and at the end of the day, if I hear well done, yeah, thy yeah. good and faithful servant, that's that is really ultimately what it's all about. Yep. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're still talking about streaming. We got my man Big Al. We got Claude Douche, your boy DJ Sean Blue. Listen, I just want to go back a little bit, fellas, to go back just a minute in in point of reference to when we was talking about the CDs. We're not stuck in time. We just going back, comparing from the streaming time frame into. At this point, what I'm about to talk about is when the CDs, the physical CDs, you know, as a DJ, I would I would do mixtapes. Listen, off the rip, before I could even complete a mixtape, I had different outlets. I had different people that I would deal with that would expect a Sean Blue mixtape. So when I got the cover done, I would promote and be like, yo, this is what's coming up. This is who's going to be on the next joint. Boom, boom, boom. I would have those people, those outlets to literally hit me up and be like, yo, Blue, I need 100. I need 50. I need 200. So before I could even release a mixtape, those boys were sending those checks. Those boys was hitting up uh, that PayPal. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't see none of that. <laughs> I mean, like, none of that. You know what I'm saying? And I just recently found out um, DJ Kid Capri, who's one of my hero DJ heroes. Uh, he's uh, his 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 classic mixtapes is now available on Apple Music, and I'm kind of surprised about that because it was a number of years I would kind of do my research and how to get the mixtapes that I've done through years past my catalog on like Spotify and that kind of thing. And I understand that as DJs we don't own the music that kind of thing but uh i'm just kind of curious and how just hearing kid capri just even today that he's mentioned like some of his classic i mean the joints he did back in the early 90s that's going to be available on apple music and i'm like how is he going to do that being that those he don't own the right to none of those songs but his mixtapes are going to be are going to be available are available now on Apple Music. So I'm kind of still doing my research and I'm kind of curious about that. But just like I mentioned, man, when I put out, before I could put out a mixtape or when I put out a mixtape, it was like, like you mentioned, Al, boom, boom, hand to hand, people hit me up and it was there. So now it's like, I'm kind of maneuvering, trying to figure out what else I can do along with putting out a product because I don't even put out full-length mixtapes anymore. I may do the Street Hymns radio mix that's a, like a condensed version of a mixtape. So it's like 20 to 25 minutes because I know people's attention span is short. People don't, you know, listen to 15 to 30 tracks, uh, you know, on, 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 a, on a product now. But 
I just try to do different things that that can still keep, you know, the machine going. But like, I'm just trying to figure this thing out myself. So this is helping me out a lot too, just by hearing some of the, some of you guys' stories. Man, you know what's crazy about that is I'm sure there's some kind of clearance that had to take place, and they probably, you know, what I'm saying like had to work up a whole new uh, splits sheet mm-hmm. so the Capri could get something. But of course, you know, what I'm saying these are, you know, like none of these are probably his. None of you know, what I'm saying like n- none of these are his. You know, what I'm saying like his creation. So, you know what I'm saying? His name, you know what I'm saying? His name, the way that he presented them, the way that he mixed them, everything like that. I'm pretty sure that there's something that's worked in where he could see some bread from it. But I'm pretty sure that, like, you know what I'm saying? These, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the clearances that he had to go through, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a a new splits sheet that probably will give him, like, 10% of the revenue. You know what I'm saying? Like, that comes from it. You know, and, and that's a very small number. You know what I'm saying? C- compared to when he could physically give them out. And right. it was just all like it was all his, but it's like everybody, it's like everybody uh looks at themselves like they are a brand now. Mm-hmm. So everybody is, you know, what I'm saying very, very protective of, of brands. So it's like, you know, because I mean, if you go back and you look at like uh the movie Friday, it came out in 1995. You go and look at look at that Friday. When they when they do the grocery store scene. You see all the groceries in the store. <laughs> but nowadays, like all of them would have to be like some off-brand name, or like they would and it, it had actually started changing right then. Because if you notice what they did, like on the cereal box that Ice Cube had, they had like put some tape over a part of a letter and made it like a whole different word because yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, like that likeness and image thing was starting to to take place so you know of course like everything everybody's concerned about nil deals now but i mean when it comes to music back then and of course when 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 50 cent and and lil wayne made it popular for a hip-hop artist to start doing mixtapes where they would take that their version of mixtape was where they would take uh, mm-hmm. an instrumental that was popular and put their own spin on it like you know spit their own bars on it when they did that like that thing was like it was the greatest thing ever because one, a lot of them did that and they gave it for free. You know what I'm saying? Like they gave it for free because of course these weren't their beats, but they were advertising themselves so hard that you know what I'm saying when they when they did drop. Like if I'm honest, <laughs> here's a bit of honesty. I took that page, like I took that, I took that page because one of my students years ago, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you before, Blue. But the re- the way I got into hip hop because I started when I first started I was singing more than I was doing rap. Now, of course I was a fan of Nuro Inc. I was right. a fan of Grape Tree. I was a fan of Dietrich. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. So I knew about the hip hop sound and gospel music. But I really wasn't a hip hop cat. You know what I'm saying? I really liked the gospel, the R and B kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what happened was on test taking day in my classroom, I would actually uh, put on like you know what I'm saying, like a, co- a compilation of songs. And every now and again, I would slide one of mine in. And one of my students goes one day, Mr. Chair, is that you? And I was like, yeah. And he just bust out laughing. And I was like, well, what's funny? And he was like, oh, nah, you cool, but your beat's whack. 
Yeah, and yeah, I said yeah. my beats. Whack. I said, boy, I wreck any beat. The next day, he comes to school with a disc that had nineteen mainstream instrumentals, and he said, "Get one of these." I said, "I'll get all of them." And so from that birth, the first mixtape I had, which is called the Forty One Hundred Six Mixtape, and I had taken that uh that at the time, know your clap. <laughs> <laughs> know your clap was like the big thing in New Orleans. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, do that, know your clap. So I took that, flipped that, made it Jehovah clap. And then uh the Snoop Dogg and uh Pharrell joint, you know what I'm saying? I'll drop it like it's hard. Oh, yeah. Drop it like it's hard. I had flipped that into I'ma praise the Lord. I'm a, now it's corny now, but in 2006, nobody was doing that. Nobody. And I sold them for five bucks. The mixtapes. And bro, when I tell you I was out here eating, <laughs> and not only not only that, they were passing those mugs out like hockey machine. Let me hey, let me let me get one of you see. And it's like, bro, I couldn't keep them. I couldn't keep. And because it was that successful, and I had like a debacle with the, the engineer that I was working with to try to do my next album, I was like, let's drop another mixtape. So I dropped the Son of Jarrell mixtape in 20, 2007. And when I dropped that joint, that's had that had like Backman and mm-hmm. and and um the Let Me Hold You joint that that Bow and them had done. I flipped that. I flipped that uh, uh show me what you got with yep. Jay-Z and them. And th- this is why I'm hot by Mims. And I dropped that and I sold those for $10 a box. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And I was eating. Hey, man. You know what I'm and, and it was just, it just what it was back then, man, versus now. And it's like, now, if I did that, like, you know, they, that, those albums are available now, but they are free, free downloads on Bandcamp. You know what I'm right. saying? If people want to get them, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, back then, you could just do that because it was physical. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you said, like it was hand to hand. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like that really helped me and it helped me with the marketing thing. But now in the, in the, in the world of streaming, whew, it's just like you're giving everything away for free all the time. That's what it feels like. You're giving everything away for free. It's really difficult. That's exactly what um, I'm going through now. Eh? Cause even with the heavyweights, man, when I did a heavyweights mixtape with K9 and Damon Lamar, I couldn't keep them joints, man. I mean, like, so I was selling them like for ten dollars retail. I mean, wholesale seven, five to seven dollars, just wholesale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, cash would order them joints ten dollars. I couldn't keep them, man. And so those were some really, really good times. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And I'm just even thinking when I mentioned about Kid Capri, because DJ Drama with the Gangster Grills, I could kind of see his situation a little bit more versus Kid Capri in terms of um, the streaming, uh, you know, with the royalties and all, because he, him and Cannon were partners. Cannon did a lot of the production. So a lot of stuff that was um, artists used on uh, those Gangster Grills were produced by Don Cannon. And so that was kind of like an in-house thing versus what Kid Capri, you know, his stuff is classic, period. You know, even, even you know, some of those drama tapes. But with drama, his stuff is available on uh, platforms too. But a lot of his production came in-house from Don Ken. So I could kind of maybe see the negotiation. I could see the negotiations of how that those splits are 
probably occurring there. I'm just trying to figure out again with uh with Kid Capri situation. But yeah, man, that whole hand to hand joint with those those CDs, man, was crazy for your boy, man. I mean, like, you know, for about a good seven to ten years. I mean, it was it was it was really nice. Man, I feel you, dude. Let's just take a moment of silence for the good old days of CD sales. Okay. Al, take us out, man. You know, it's an honor to be able to share the platform with my brothers, DJ Sean Blue and Claude Deuce. And these are two of my biggest cheerleaders. And so I want to remind y'all, September 1st. Huh? Yeah. Friday. Friday. September 1st. 2023. That's my birthday. How old I am? Ask your moms. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm a little long in the tooth. You feel me? But my birthday is on Friday, September 1st. You know what I'm saying? And the new single, <laughs> which is literally the title of the song, uh, it drops that same day. And as we've been speaking about streaming, I would love for you to stream the dog out of it. <laughs> I would love for you to share it with whoever you can share it with so that they can stream the dog out of it. It is a it is a fun song. It's a dance song. The idea and the concept that I had in my head while I was writing it was like a skate party or a yacht party. And it was actually a shout out to my boy Deuce. If y'all haven't been streaming or heard his song up, go yeah. and get that. You know what I'm saying? Go and stream that. Go and oh, purchase yeah. that. We shot a music video to that last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was exactly what it was. It was just like that whole thing where, like, you know, it's up. And so, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, but just like we said in up, you know what I'm saying? Like, Claude talked about it up. Like, we was hanging in the Maldives. In the Maldives, yeah. I was like, we in Dubai now. You <laughs> hear me? Like, you know, so this is, you know what I'm saying? It's just a fun, uh, a fun dance song. Anybody who knows me knows I love to dance. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's a bop and it's a vibe. So I hope y'all will go and stream that mug up when it drops on on the first of September. So Al, that's going to be on all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms, man. Even on YouTube, Lord bless. <laughs> uh, for those of y'all going to just go straight to YouTube, but yeah, man, it's going to be on all of them, man. Title is going to be on uh, Apple Music. It's going to be on Spotify. Of course, you can purchase it for ninety nine cents. But if you're just one of those people that you know, I paid my subscription, I'm just going to stream it. It will be available on all of those sites. So uh, please show your boys some love. Absolutely. Yeah.